0: Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. California has banned the sale of gas powered vehicles by 2035. It's a bold move that's expected to influence other states to take similar actions. Rob Nicoleski covers energy at the UT. Rob, will you give us some background? So, this began as an executive order from Governor Gavin Newsom. Remind me what happened.
1: Yeah, back in the fall of 2020, Governor Newsom said, okay, I want to have the elimination of internal combustion vehicles, new, I should say, emphasize new, the sale of new combustion engine vehicles by 2035. And he pretty much left it up to the California Air Resources Board to come up with specifics about how to get that done, et cetera. And this past week was when, or actually Thursdays, when the Air Resources Board put meat on the bones, so to speak, as far as giving specifics on how we're gonna get as a state to all zero emission vehicles by 2035.
0: Yes. And so what are some of the specifics of the plan?
1: Well, uh starting in model year 2026, uh 35% of all new vehicles will either be electric or plug-in hybrids or hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. And that number increases by 8% for a few years, then increases by 6% until we get to 100% all zero emission vehicles by 2035.
0: Can you tell me about some of the biggest obstacles? You know, this is admirable, of course, but it does seem like a heavy lift.
1: Yeah, and car makers, they're pretty much on the hook for this. And that was one of the things that I asked the people from the Air Resources Board earlier this week before the vote, because the vote was pretty much a a predetermined thing. We all had a pretty good feeling that the board on Thursday was going to vote for this. So when I talked to the Air Resources Board people earlier this week, I said, How's this going to work i mean are you going to go to rob's car dealership and make sure that i've got enough vehicles and i'm selling enough of these zero emission vehicles and they explained it to me that this the onus will not be on dealers the onus will be on car makers and how they deliver the vehicles to the dealers so they won't be going to the air resources board won't be going to individual dealers and making sure that they're doing this they will be inspecting inventory and checking records that making sure that the inventory that goes to a dealership meets these thresholds each year. So I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind.
0: Does this apply to all kinds of vehicles? I'm thinking specifically of, you know, delivery trucks and and big rigs and the like.
1: No, it's just passenger vehicles. There's a separate a uh, ruling by the air resources board that's going to add some more meat on the bone so to speak for large vehicles like semi- semis and things like this but this is just passenger vehicles which includes suvs and includes pickup trucks
0: okay so you were covering the meeting where you heard from both sides of this issue what did supporters and opponents have to say
1: Well, supporters mostly were environmental groups, uh, which is not as surprising. Although a number of the environmental groups actually criticized the Air Resources Board, saying that the targets were not aggressive enough. In fact, there was one, um, I think it was the Environmental Working Group, which is an environmental group, said that uh, California is still in the slow lane when it comes to adopting these things. On the other side, there were the car makers themselves. Even, that, even though they took part in this uh, in this meeting and were heard on Thursday, and they all said they supported this decision by the Air Resources Board in the same breath, a number of them also said these targets are going to be really hard to reach. In fact, the word they used was challenging. And their concerns are that it's not just getting the inventory into dealers. It's also that this is part of a holistic thing and an industry-wide thing. So you gotta make sure not only that you've got inventory they're saying, but you also have to make sure that there are charging stations, uh, enough charging stations all across California so that consumers are going to want electric vehicles and that they can charge them just as easily as you can gas up your car. So all these, there are a number of other things like infrastructure, charging infrastructure uh, that are outside the direct control of the car makers, and that's their concerns. There's also some concerns from people uh, uh, in during the public comment period. Uh, in Thursday's meeting, there was a gentleman uh, from the Central Valley, uh, a small business owner who's saying you're you the Air Resources Board of the state are Uh, putting in these new mandates or putting in new rules. I, as a small business people, small business person, this is one more rule that I'm going to have to overcome. And there's also concern that lower income people in California won't be able to afford uh, electric vehicles, which are right now more expensive than conventional uh, cars. The Air Resources Board, the state comes back and they say, yes, we understand that, but we're going to be spending a ton of money, billions with, B, with a B, to increase electric vehicle charging infrastructure. Also have programs to defray the cost of higher priced electric vehicles for lower income people in California. So there's a lot of moving pieces here, and it's going to be very interesting to say the least. In the next uh, 13 years or so, to see if we can get to that 2035, uh, you know, uh, goal. And the other interesting thing too is, it starts with model year 2026, 20, 35 percent. And keep this in mind: car makers roll out their model year uh, cars the previous fall. So really, this this rule really starts. In little more than three years, by the fall of 2025, that's when we start seeing the rubber hit the road, so to speak.
0: Yeah, good point. Uh, well, I mean, does the state have a plan to work on infrastructure?
1: Yes, they do. They that was part of the the uh, I think it's three billion dollars, two four two point four billion dollars this year in this year's fiscal budget, state budget. That some of that money is going to go to charging infrastructure. Some of that's going to go to programs to help alleviate the high price of EVs for on lower income people. The state expects to spend about $10 billion on all those things in the next six years. And I would assume that six years gets us to 2028. So that's still seven years shy of the 100% goal. So I imagine the following seven years, the state's going to be spending more on that, to say the least.
0: What will happen if car makers Can't meet this demand. I mean, could this create a shortage of cars or what will happen?
1: That's a very good question. I'm not sure. I don't think the Air Resources Board has fleshed it out yet as far as what the penalties are going to be. That if, you know, if the car makers, like Toyota, for example, I'm just throwing their name out there, if they said, um, you know, oh, we can't deliver uh, enough cars or they don't deliver enough cars, those are very interesting questions to see what happens. The other thing to keep in mind, too, is there's concerns that the that the uh, rare earth minerals that go into the batteries for these electric vehicles, things like cobalt, uh, things like lithium, most of those are mined, vast majority of those elements are mined outside of the United States. We've had some supply chain problems, especially in the aftermath of the pandemic, so there's real questions about First of all, can those minerals get to an increasing number of electric vehicles in the coming years? And then also, are there enough minerals out there? It's a finite amount. So these are very interesting questions that are gonna be posed in the coming years. Uh, Supporters of electric vehicles and the car makers are spending a lot of money uh, on, uh, uh, on taking care of these supply chain issues and finding places to mine these materials and deliver them to uh, the assembly lines. But at this point, I mean, this is, um, we're kind of going in uncharted territory right now. California is leading the way uh, and we'll see what happens.
0: Well, what will happen to existing gas powered vehicles? Will they need to sunset at some point? And also what's stopping somebody from crossing state lines to buy a gas powered car if they want?
1: I'll answer the second thing first before I forget it. And that's a very good point. a couple of years ago, when the governor came out with his executive order, I talked to someone from the Air Resources Board, resources board and, I, and I asked them that. I said, well, what's going to stop me, for example, from just going to Arizona and buying a car uh, and taking it to California? And he brought up something that I had not thought of. This person from the Air Resources Board says, well, you still have to register your vehicle where you live. So if you buy your car in Arizona, you're gonna to have to register it in California, and I would assume that the California authorities are gonna say, "Sorry, you bought this car in another. You bought this gas-powered car in Arizona or Nevada or Oregon or something like that. You can't. Uh, you you can't license it here. You can't register it here." So I guess that will be one enforcement mechanism. And I forgot what your first question was. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, just what will happen to gas-powered vehicles? Oh. Will we have to get rid of them at some point.
1: No, they will. the state will not take away your existing gas-powered cars. So between now and 2035, you can buy, um, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, up until 2035, you can buy uh, a gas-powered car. It would just be in... The, the inventory will be smaller. But between now and 2026, for example, you can buy a gas-powered car no problem in California. Um, this does not, this rule does not affect the used car market. Um, and that. And the other interesting thing that that raises is, are people just going to hang on to their gas-powered car a lot longer? Um, because either because they like it or because they don't want to have the expense or they're still leery about electric vehicles. That's another big question that's going to come up is that and that's another you know, presumption that the, the, the state's making is that I think the average the average car owner hangs on their car for about 10 years. Maybe that'll stretch out in the coming years because people m- might be reluctant to um, to turn in their gas power car. So we'll see what happens in the next few years.
0: Okay. Yep. It's going to be fun to watch. Rob, thanks for this report.
1: Thank you, Christy. It's always a pleasure talking to you.